Vasudevasutam devam Tansujanuramardanam Devaki paramarandam Krishnam vannev jagat guram Hi and welcome to Season 3 of Gita Girl. My name is Sharmila and the Gita Girl podcast is about how to live skillfully and be the best version of yourself by using the advice in the Bhagavad Gita. Jai Sri Krishna Shaila. Jai Sri Krishna Sharmila. As we know, this whole season of Gita Girl, the last two episodes and this one, is all about managing anxiety. Today's podcast, we're going to talk about faith. Last time, we talked about God and that is important because for you to have faith in something, you have to understand fully what it is. And before we dive in, I uh, want to define what is faith. The official definition of faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Today, we're going to talk about how to have faith in this power that we call God and talk about the importance of having that trust and that confidence in someone or something, and particularly relevant to this season is how we can use that faith to manage anxiety. When we were talking about this podcast before, and Sharmila and I talk about the topic a few days before we do a recording, and we were talking about faith, the thing that came to my mind first was how jealous I've always been of people who have an extremely strong faith, no matter what religion they are. You know, those people who are like, let go and let God, I surrender totally. I'll just let God deal with it. I'm going to let this journey unfold. Like that definition, complete trust in something or someone, that definition of faith, they have done that. They have put 100% of their faith in God that God will take care of it. And no matter how difficult the situation is, they really have put their faith in that things are happening the way they're supposed to happen and things are going to get taken care of. When you look at them, you're like, my gosh, they're not anxious like I am. They're not walking around the world. (laughs) Like a a major (laughs) calamity is about to befall them because they're like, I trust that God will take care of it. And I do see very strongly that link between having faith and being less anxious about things. And it really does help you manage your anxiety. And I'm really looking forward to the conversation today because I do believe in a God. I do believe in the higher power as it's defined in the Gita. We're going to talk and learn about how to have that kind of faith and that higher power. My mother-in-law, by the way, is one of these people who has a lot of faith in God and she has tremendous strength. And sometimes I ask her, like, where does your strength come from? She goes, everything will be fine. And if it's not fine, we'll deal with it. God is looking after us. She just never seems anxious about anything. And she says, we'll deal with it. I mean, she's a tremendously capable woman. Right. But she has faith that God will give her the strength to deal with it. I like what you said that she is a capable woman, because when uh, I was talking about faith before and how I see these people who have this, what I've interpreted as a blind faith and a higher power, I think part of that definition is this idea that they have kind of given it all to God and said, you take care of everything and I'm not going to steer this ship you are. But I think what you've said from your mother-in-law's example 
is that she's capable of steering that ship and she will if she needs to, but she also trusts and has faith in a higher power to lead her where she's supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. You can't put your hands in the air and leave your front door open and say, I'm going to have faith in God that a thief is not going to come and steal my stuff. Right. No, you have to close your front door and lock it. You still have to do your part. Right. And that's exactly what the Gita says. Firstly, it's important to know that Lord Krishna clearly states in chapter 12 of the Bhagavad Gita, that you don't necessarily need to have faith in the personification which we call God in order to create good karma or lead a good life, which is actually surprising. People always say to me, I don't have faith in God. I'm like, you don't have to. That's right. Because Krishna in the Gita says, please, you don't have to have faith in me. It's fine. He states very realistically in the Gita that you don't need to have faith in the personification, the vision, or the idea of God, okay? He says in the Gita that life is just more severe, more difficult if you don't have faith, which I think is what you're relating to, Shayla, when you say that the people who have faith, you're jealous of them because they kind of walk around really not seeming to have as much anxiety. However, Lord Krishna says that what is necessary is faith and trust, not in him, but in the teachings of the Bhagavad Gita and doing the constant hard work in trying to apply the teachings in your life and live by the teachings. Lord Krishna says that faithfully adhering to the mindset and actions specified in the Bhagavad Gita, this is what is essential to creating good karma and leading a good life. So here, having faith that what is outlined in the Gita as ways to be your best self, having faith that those are, in fact, truth. Correct. Okay. Exactly. That makes sense. So what he's actually requiring of us is much more universal and realistic. He's not saying necessarily to have faith in him, although that's a good idea in terms of stress management. He's saying to have faith in the teachings, which is in many respects much easier because the teachings work every single time. And I think you can only have faith in that once you start doing it. If someone told me to have faith in all of that when I cracked open the Gita for the first time, well into my adulthood, I don't know. It's You wouldn't have faith. They're just words. They're just practices. But once you start doing them, like once I started really trying to focus on doing my best and really trying to leave the rest, and I'm I have a long journey ahead of me. I haven't conquered any of those things, but I do see improvements in my outlook, in the outcome, and that builds my faith. I see it working in my own life, but I really had to take those first steps. It didn't come from just reading words. It came from actually doing it. Exactly. So we're talking about two kinds of faith here. One is faith in the personification that we call God, which is, as you said, Shayla, something that you're jealous of and these people seem to walk around with less anxiety. And that 
faith, Lord Krishna says, makes life less severe, but is not essential. You don't have to have that. But the second kind of faith, Lord Krishna says, is essential. And that's faith in the teachings and the techniques of the Bhagavad Gita. Absolutely. And as we mentioned, that comes from doing it. Because if not, it's words on a page. Right. And funnily enough, some people I know who have the first kind of faith, faith in God, have absolutely no interest in following the teachings of the Bhagavad Gita. Oh, I've seen it myself. I think there are more than quite a few people like that because it's hard work. It's really hard. They don't do the hard work. That's right. They think, I have faith, tra-la-la, and I'm not going to follow the teachings. I'm just going to sit here and have faith. So according to Lord Krishna, that ain't it. Okay. Right. <laughs> what is it? This is the most important. It's faith and following the teachings. Okay. So two kinds of faith. The first kind of faith is in the personification that we call God, which is a comforting thing, but it's certainly not the most important thing. But still, it definitely lessens stress and anxiety. Okay. Let's talk about that. How do we cultivate this? And then we'll talk about cultivating the second kind of faith. We talked at length in the last episode about where God is in everyone and all around us and constantly practicing seeing God in everyone and everywhere actively cultivates faith in God because you're constantly seeing and feeling his presence. Lord Krishna talks in the Bhagavad Gita in chapter 3 verses 11 to 12 that this practice of not only seeing God in everyone but treating everyone as gods and respecting everyone as gods, as a small personification of God. He says, in this way, you will attain the highest good. This concept, if acted upon by everybody, would be a revolution. I mean, it's such a beautiful way of describing faith in action. This resonates with me so so much and it's a difficult thing to do to see god particularly in people that you believe are challenging or difficult or you believe have no redeeming qualities and of course we know that everybody does but um i think it's it's so important to do so and ah, some people i know don't some people i know don't have no redeeming qualities <laughs> But I think if you could do that, that practice is a constant statement that says, God is here, God is here, God is here. And then you're surrounded by personifications of God, right. everyone you meet, right? everyone you come across. Right. So seeing and feeling and viewing everybody as a form of God is, yes, faith in action that you treat them better, but it also increases his presence around you, the feeling of his presence around you. Right, right. Okay? That is one technique of cultivating faith in God. The second technique Lord Krishna talks about in the Bhagavad Gita in chapter 3, verse 12, he says that becoming aware and conscious, waking up to all the hidden gifts, you are constantly being showered with all the time, 24-7, even if you haven't asked for it, being aware of these gifts, this practice cultivates faith in God. 
Lord Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita that unasked, everything we have is given to us. It is a gift from God. Everything. And I'll give you an example. In this moment, I'm sitting in this chair. I just finished dinner. I did not harvest the food I ate, nor did I plant the seeds to beget the food that I ate. Did not build the roads that the food traveled on to get to the grocery. I did not build the school that educated me. I did not build the hospital that I was born in and subsequent hospitals that have looked after me. I did not build this building I'm in. I did not invent this computer, the microphone, the plates I ate on, the clothes I'm wearing, the light switch I put on. Lord Krishna calls them desired enjoyments. He said, unasked all these desired enjoyments. I'm showering them on you constantly. The list is infinite of the gifts we have been given. And similarly, at even more basic level, the sunlight and water and rain that grows the crops, the warmth, air, everything is given to us by him. Even if things are going wrong in your day, something is going right. The fact that maybe you can put one foot in front of the other. Maybe you can walk. Maybe you can think. Maybe you can speak. Maybe you can breathe. He says something in your life is going right, even in a day that's going horribly wrong. And if you understand and are conscious of all the things that are continually supporting you, keeping you alive, keeping you nourished, keeping you sustained, he says, those are gifts from me, from Mother Nature, make no mistake. So this practice also cultivates faith in God. Most of us have heard of the incredible importance of gratitude. And that's really what we're right. talking about. There are a lot of ways to cultivate that in a practical sense. It could be every time you get up in the morning, you say three things that you're grateful for. And as we mentioned, even on days that everything seems to be going wrong, there's still something to be grateful for. The ambulance you hear in the background of my house right now is um, <laughs> choose to be grateful for it because it means that someone's <laughs> getting the medical attention they need. God help them. There are ways that we can exercise this every day. And then soon you'll start seeing everything as gifts to you. You'll start noticing everything in the world that has contributed to you taking any sort of action. And you'll start seeing that God is in everything and is everywhere. And is constantly supporting you. That's right. Lord Krishna continues that by feeling gratitude and appreciating the gifts and support that he's blessing you with, he says, you should be inspired to share your gifts and talents for the good of all. He's talking about Sheva, practice of service, helping others. And helping others has been scientifically proven to reduce anxiety. It takes the focus off yourself and onto doing good for others. It reduces stress. It releases endorphins and makes you feel good about yourself and empowered. And all these feelings also inspire faith in God. And I think we all can find examples of this in our own life, whether you helped paint a mural or made meals for a hungry family or listened to a friend who really needed you to or helped a child with homework. 
that you got something out of that too. That feeling that you got out of that is sometimes as powerful as the help that you are giving somebody else. In our everyday life, we just need to be intentional about giving back more and helping others more and doing small and big acts of seva every time we get the opportunity. Bono, the lead oh, singer yes. of you too, he started this charity called Red. Do you remember? I it do, was Red for and AIDS, was, yeah. For helping uh, to fight AIDS in Africa. And I remember this interview. He goes, Listen, I have performed at the biggest stadiums in front of 50, 60, 80,000 people. And he said, That feeling of performing and all these people are listening to you. He goes, That is so incredible. Nothing can compete with that feeling, he said, but helping someone comes pretty damn close. <laughs> and I, I thought that was so cool. That is very cool. You may not be singing in front of a stadium of thousands of people who know your lyrics, but you can get pretty close to that feeling. And that's giving back to others. It is a high. That's from Bono, who knows? Yeah, it's that's a high. Right. I, mean, I don't know what it's like to <laughs> sing in front of 80,000 people. But uh, I do know the high of helping someone and it makes me feel great. Right. It makes me feel blessed. Lord Krishna says this cycle of feeling gratitude and being inspired to help and then feeling blessed and then being inspired to help more. That cycle cultivates faith. Because it also gives you purpose, right? It shows that those gifts that we're thankful for that we have can be used to make a difference, right? Yeah. To make Everybody a difference, to make somebody else smile. Absolutely. So the next practice that Lord Krishna says cultivates faith, in chapter 12, verses 6 to 7, he says the practice of constantly viewing Lord Krishna as your boss. We've talked about this. He says, if you constantly view me as your boss, and Shayla, I'm going to ask you this question. If you did everything as if... Lord Krishna is your boss, right? You're an employee of him. You have this instruction manual in the Gita. And everything you do, you're not doing it for any other recognition other than for Lord Krishna, who is all-seeing and almighty and omnipresent and is watching you. And you're his employee. Say you had to do something at work. And instead of doing it because your boss told you to do it, you're doing it because... The big boss told Lord Krishna, the big boss, exactly, told you to do it. How would your attitude, mindset, the way you fulfill that task, how would it change? I can answer this more easily than I could have a few months ago because I've been trying to practice it. Excellent. Thank you, teacher. Um, and the truth <laughs> is that it's freeing. And I'm truly doing my best in that moment because I'm not concerned about how colleague A will interpret my action or colleague B's expectations. I'm only concerned with my dharma, my duty, and doing what's truly the best for Krishna as my CEO. And it's a tangible way to think about letting go of other people's expectations. And thinking of Krishna as your CEO is a, a tangible way of also letting go of the expectations about the outcome and just doing truly your best action with no expectations of people's perceptions or the outcome 
it really feels freeing. When I was talking before about how these little actions help you build your faith, for me, that was one of the biggest things that started building my faith when I try to do that as much as possible to think, okay, I'm doing this for Krishna and I'm truly free to do what I think is best in this moment. Hard. And I don't do it every time, but I'm working on it. What I'm hearing from you is that when you view Lord Krishna as your boss, your karma, you have less anxiety in executing the task as well as less anxiety in ruminating about the result of the task. Your effort is more focused because you're not ruminating by everyone else. Very your effort true. is more focused. And Lord Krishna says that this mindset will improve your efficacy because you're more focused and have less anxiety and less rumination. That's right. It also allows you to accept the result much easier when it doesn't go your way, understanding that you did it for Krishna and therefore Krishna handled the result That's right. and it was out of your hands. And this mindset is an effective tool to combat anxiety. And like you said, Shayla, practicing these techniques increases our faith in God as well as our faith in the teachings. These are all ways to cultivate faith in the personification of God. And we've crossed over now to the second kind of faith, which is essential, according to Lord Krishna, is faith in the teachings and techniques of the Bhagavad Gita. And how do we cultivate this? And like you said, Shayla, the first way to do it is actually just practicing, doing. keep doing, seeing it work. And then that gives you faith to keep practicing. It's almost like when you go to the gym, and you see results, you're more inspired to go back to the gym because you're like, oh, this works. Absolutely. Right? Practicing the tools in the Bhagavad Gita is truly empowering. It gives you more control in your life in so many ways. Your decision-making is more focused, is more clear, is intentional, and a lot less stressful because you're implementing the techniques in the good book. So there's not so much anxiety because you're doing what you're supposed to do according to the good book. That's right. A lot of my students have experienced and they've told me, and I've also experienced, that practicing the Gita has profoundly changed their life and made difficult situations more manageable. The difficult situations almost become like spiritual tasks like spiritual realizations to them, ways for them to practice their spirituality. And in doing so, it even sets a great example for the people around them. I had a student join my class. I won't say the name because I don't know if he wants to be named in this podcast, but we were talking about doing your duty and not shying away from unpleasant duties. Do you remember this I class? Do. Yeah. And he was like, oh, but I have to fire somebody and I really don't want to do it. And it's going to be awful. And we talked about in class how if you do it ruminating that this is going to be horrible, that gives you anxiety. If you do it with the viewpoint of, look, this is my duty. I have to do it. This is what's best for the company. And I'm just doing my dharma, doing my duty, regardless of how unpleasant I may anticipate it to be, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to do it anyway. And 
he did it and he came back in class. I said, how was it? He said, I don't know what kind of crazy Jedi mind trick that was. <laughs> he said, I was practicing equanimity and I told my employee that this is my duty. I would be remiss in my duty as your employer and the owner of this company if I didn't fire you. So I have to do this. And he said, even my employee, when I put it that way, was like, yeah, I get it. And didn't kind of go down this resentful, negative pathway. He said, the Gita is full of this Jedi mind trick stuff that really <laughs> works. Book. Magic book, yeah. And you only know it when you do it. That's right. He had this difficult experience. He thought about it. He was intentional about his choice and made those choices based on what we had talked about in the Gita. In class. In yeah, class. In and class. while it was, of course, not an unpleasant feeling experience, I'm sure, for him and, of course, for the employee. He said it wasn't actually that bad. He said it was actually kind of a spiritual thing, that he was able to remove himself from the unpleasantness. Right. And do it as, this is my duty, and that's where it begins and ends, and distance himself from the unpleasantness of it. And his employee was able to do the same because he came in with that attitude. Right. And then it builds your faith that this works. It's This right. Jedi mind trick worked right. and makes it easier to do it again the next time, right? And it just is these little building blocks of faith that build this ultimately strong foundation. In my own personal life, last year, my dad had a, a really bad fall. It was a life-changing event because he's in his late 70s, right? He's 80s. And okay, he's in his 80s. That's so. right. So it's a dangerous thing, as we know, falls in the elderly. And it was a really tough circumstance for him. It was a really hard outcome. But And I remember it being touch and go. Absolutely. Whether he would even make it. Right, right. And I think that kind of situation tests your faith, right? But what I like about this definition of faith and having faith in the concepts that are outlined in the Gita, there were many difficult decisions to be made, but we made the best decision with the information we had, did our best, and then left the rest. It also had a chance to practice equanimity. You know, there would be days that were good and days that were bad. And you just experienced those moments and you let it go because you weren't sure what was going to be around the corner. And it was a roller coaster ride. And actually putting into practice equanimity and doing your best, leaving the rest, that's what started to build my faith because I was like, this works. This helps me manage what is an incredibly stressful, extremely anxiety-inducing experience. Did I have no stress? Was I devoid of anxiety? Nope. Can't say that that happened, but it certainly helped me manage it um, to the best of my abilities by using those tools that luckily I had been practicing in little bits before. But that certainly built my faith in the teachings of the Gita. I mean, it really solidified it in a way that I don't think anything else could have. Of course, that's my personal example. But I think all of us have examples where we talk about our faith being tested 
or that we lose faith. Many mm-hmm. of us have had those experiences. And what I really like about everything we talked about today is that having faith doesn't have to be this huge undertaking. It's really simple. It's practicing what's in the Gita. It's practicing gratitude. All these really practical things, seeing the God in everybody, seeing the God in everything. These are all things that we can each do every day that will build our faith. It doesn't have to be something that feels out of our reach. And And it takes practice and cultivation. It's not like you're going to wake up tomorrow and say, hallelujah. Absolutely. As we've talked about so often throughout these podcasts, it's about being intentional. It's making a choice every day to say, I'm going to think of three things that I'm going to be grateful for. I'm going to choose to look and see the God in this person that I'm interacting with today. I'm going to choose to practice equanimity. I'm going to choose to think of Krishna as my CEO and do my actions with that in mind. And maybe taking one of those things and trying it each day. But the more you do it, the more you'll build your faith and the less anxiety you'll have because all of a sudden things become a little bit more manageable. And Lord Krishna says in chapter 10, verse 10, that the empowerment and the wisdom you get by practicing all these techniques is also actually given by him. So understanding, like you said, Shayla, in that stressful circumstance with your dad, knowing that you wake up in the morning ready to face the challenges of the day, that's empowering. Right. And Lord Krishna says that even this empowerment, that's given by me. So he says, you're welcome. And <laughs> when you're empowered, understand that this from me, So that should inspire your faith even more. Right. Lord Krishna says in chapter 18, verse 58, which is almost at the end of the Bhagavad Gita, he says, with your mind thus fixed on me with faith, you shall overcome all difficulties by my grace. He doesn't say you can overcome. He says you will overcome all difficulties by my grace, which to me that gave me a lot of, comfort, that you will have the strength. Absolutely. I think so much of combating anxiety is that belief that you can overcome it and you have within you all the tools you need to, to do it. And Krishna is saying right here, you do. And he says, by my grace, I am there. My grace is with you. He says, with your mind thus fixed on me, you shall overcome all difficulties by my grace. So he's saying he's there and his power, his blessings are there. We just have to tap into it. And then the last thing, and this really blew my mind, in chapter 4, verse 42, Lord Krishna explicitly advises us to let go of doubt and practice the wisdom and teachings of the Bhagavad Gita. And he says, bonus points, If you live your life according to the Bhagavad Gita, in this way, the karmic consequence does not bind you. Meaning, you've practiced the Bhagavad Gita. You've practiced the techniques. And if things turn out how we perceive them in that moment to be wrong, he says, then you're not bound by any negative karmic consequences. 
Because you applied the teachings of the Bhagavad Gita. Right. That's all he wanted you to do. Right. You've done your best. You can truly leave the rest. You've applied the best practices that you could. That's right. And that negative circumstance likely had nothing to do with your action. Probably had something to do with things that are totally out of your control. See, once again, freeing. Right. So he says, you're not bound by that negative karmic consequence. He's like, don't worry. I got you. You're not bound by that. Even if it's what you perceive to be wrong, you applied the best practices. That's all you were supposed to do. And those best practices are clearly outlined in this magical book. (laughs) (laughs) So that was our podcast on faith. We've said throughout the podcasts and we've said it through this one. It's just about practice. So we are all on this journey together and we wish you all luck in this practice. I wish myself and you, Shayla, luck too. Absolutely. All of us. I'm putting all (laughs) All of us in this bucket. We're all making these small little steps, but hopefully we all see differences and we all see those small steps as building a stronger and stronger faith and less anxiety. So catch us on Instagram and Facebook at Geet the Girl Podcast. You can email us any questions you have at geetthegirl at yahoo.com. Don't forget to rate and review us. And please always know that our door is open for suggestions and questions and communication. So email us, DM us as the kids say, (laughs) put a comment on our Facebook or Instagram page. We love to hear from you. Jesse Krishna. Jesse Krishna. Krishna Vandev Jagat Guram